When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging and their multiple birth parents of children with disabilities. And this week we're talking to Professor Sonia Grover, Head of Gynecology at the Royal Children's Hospital. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word. So it's not suitable for children. So you might want to put your headphones, earbuds or pods or whatever in. (laughs) Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. Oh, it's a beautiful sunny day in Melbourne. I know. You know... I'm wearing my dress for the last time, I yeah, think. You Although, reckon? yeah, we're in the lead up to Easter today. Yes. So who knows what the weather's going to be know. like. Yeah, by the time this podcast comes out, it could be snowing. We don't know. <laughs> Melbourne, <laughs> we love you and we love your crazy weather. <laughs> so today really I'm, we're very excited to have this special guest. We're really excited. Really, because I think the Pea Tribe really want to hear from her. Mm. And um, there's this is the kind of stuff that we're not going to share because we're not going to talk about our children no. and their teenage years. Um, or anything that's general. private. Yeah. So um, we want to hear from the best of the best. So <laughs> would you right. like to say hello? I would like to say hello <laughs> to everyone. Um, but everyone knows me as Sonia. So you're please, please, please call me Sonia as well. Sonia, we will. <laughs> thank you for giving us your time, Sonia. Yes, You've had clinic you. this morning. So you're a busy person. Yes. Life. <laughs> I was if if I wasn't busy, what would I do with myself? Well, so I know. Yep, happy to be busy. That's yep, true. I agree. I like being busy. Me too. Yep. Well, Kate, do you want to start off with our first question? Okay, yes. So the first question we want to ask is do you have any music or a band that either gets you through good times or helps you through the bad times? Look, if I am really stressed and really under pressure, the most calming thing I can do is listen to some you know, old classical Bach music yeah. or cello Bach ah. music. You know, I, I used to I used to pretend I could play the cello. So cello <laughs> music, um, yeah, that's that. What's just lets me disconnect from the chaos and stress. Yes, yes, yes I can it imagine. Really does, doesn't it? Yeah, an instrumental. You're not having to put yeah. up with words and yeah, 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 just yeah. Just soak in beautiful mm. classical music. Thank yep. you. Okay, we think you're going to say yes to this, but did you win any awards at school? <laughs> I think I came top of grade six. That's Ooh. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, c- I can't remember anything else beyond that. <laughs> oh, no, we don't really. <laughs> no, no, such no, a big deal was- at the time and then. Eh. 
Yeah, yeah but top of grade six, that's top pretty good. Six, yeah. Do you think they were like, this girl is headed towards professorship? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> yes. I, I never had any idea I was going to end up where I've ended up. Right. I've meandered this path and oh. I've enjoyed what I've done as I've walked along this path oh. and lo and behold, this is where I've ended up. Yeah. Doing stuff I love. Well, yeah. um, and why are you a P or a P professional? Why you're part of our tribe? Yeah. Um, look, I, I, my my training as a clinician was as an obstetrician gynaecologist, right. and then I got asked to fill in for the professor here at the children's hospital, and um, and then he, yes. Anyway, I turned what was an incredibly small, tiny clinic into an amazingly busy gynecology clinic seeing all sorts of diverse problems and yeah was it because I'm a woman that I Mm. bought a different approach to care Mm. that wasn't being provided before (laughs) probably (laughs) yes I can believe that Mm. (laughs) so it it just grew from a minuscule clinic um, and, you know, with me having had minimal training, but about the same time I actually started having my own kids. Right. So there was lots I was learning from my own kids as I was learning more about young people. Yep. And, yeah, it grew and I loved it and that's where I've ended up here. And so how long ago was that? Uh, you're trying to ask me how old no, I am. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been I've been working at the Children's Hospital for 30 years. Oh, wow. that's fantastic. Oh, well, you must have seen some huge changes. Yes. Yes. Yes, enormous changes, yeah. enormous changes. In so many ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah, especially in your changes. department. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very true because there was lots of things that people just didn't talk about mm. and you know, there were all sorts of issues that just never got raised and you know as a gynecologist talking about bodies and girls bits and genitals and periods and sex and tampons and all that sort of stuff is bread and butter for me but you know if you've been trained as a pediatrician or a pediatric surgeon or an orthopedic pediatric person you know that they're not comfort zones for you, whereas yeah. that's all comfort zones, easy territory for me, and yet it was a completely untouched territory. Yeah, you know, amazing. people did not really, you know, they may have had puberty, they may have had help going through puberty if you needed help going through puberty, but that's not quite the same as talking about periods and sex and tampons no. and stuff. Yeah, it's really not. And I think, I mean, I am 48, nearly 49, and even when I grew up, most of, like, I just got it from my peers. My mum was very open, but you, I didn't really want to go to and ask her about um, certain elements of sex or sex education. And also she didn't have the period pain that I had. Yeah. So then, you know, you can't just have one person. Yeah. And I think, yeah. So. And, and it's it's opening out those conversations so, you know, you've, come with irregular periods but you know I'm going to talk about so what else happens at periods time and you just you know build it from there Mm. um and then you know young people whose bodies are different either because they've had surgery or because you know for whatever Mm, reason mm. then you know how does that you know how do you how does that impact on life, you know? And I, I want to know whether it stops them visiting friends' places yes. because they've got bladder issues or bowel yes. issues or because they're embarrassed because there's scars on their tummy or, mm. you know. And so how does that impact on your life mm. and your interactions with friends and colleagues, school friends, doing sleepovers, going to camp, mm. All you know? It. And so it's just one thing takes you into the next yeah. thing. Yeah, so, so yeah, important. I, getting back to you taking over from the man, there's a fun story in the podcast that I took my daughter, Molly, to the Royal Children's and saw a gynecologist there. And as we left, she said, why is it called a gynecologist? It should be called a gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you are right. <laughs> Although we have to be a little bit careful there because we actually see quite a number of trans kids yes, yes. Well, we were going to talk to you about that that's yes. right so 
Um, yeah. Um, yes, you probably couldn't call us a girl. No, no that's no, right. No. But she she was 14 and she has an intellectual disability, yeah. so it was very cute. Yeah, that <laughs> was, and very fast. It was yes. very fast, yes. And it was lovely to go into that appointment and be able to talk our truth. And yeah. and the gynecologist yeah. said, oh, you're missing school. This is not on anymore. And mm. I was just so thrilled to hear that because it was something yep. I was trying to manage with her. Um, and it becomes yeah, look, such a big deal you know, every I, month. Yeah. I, I, I always say I've got two sayings, one of them or two, two rules in life. One, be sensible. That probably covers quite a few things. <laughs> and the second one is periods are not allowed to mess up any young person's life. Oh, wow. yes. And, you know, whether it's vomiting or feeling faint with your periods, getting seizures with your periods, whether it's heavy, whether it's mm. painful, I don't care what it is. If it's mess or mm. it's, you know, your mood crashes and you mm. get depressed or aggro or whatever, mm. if it's messing up your life, then it's time for us to do something about yeah. it. Mm. And I actually never thought that was even possible. Like I grew up and sadly gave this to one of my kids where every time I got my period or I ovulated, I'd have a migraine for two mm. or three days. So I just factored that into my life. I didn't know what to do about it. I'd, I'd end up in the hospital on a drip and then I'd come home and go to, back oh. to school. Nobody ever said, oh, we can do something yes. about this. And then when it happened to my daughter when she was, you know, 12, 13, and by the time she got to year 11, I thought she's actually not going to be able to complete school because it's, yeah. you know, she's having so yeah. much time off and... We really, I never thought of coming into the Royal Children's, we really had to go through the ringer to get some treatment for her and try so many things. It was just wasting her time mm. until we found something that worked. But it just never, ever crossed my mind that it's could be something that we just said, no, this isn't acceptable. Yeah. Like no doctor ever said that to her. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's that's an interesting challenge. Because, you know, we've, we were actually talking a group of, um, pediatric adolescent gynecologists this morning were talking on exactly that issue because what level is it this the education needs to reach mm. you know clearly it needs to reach you as parent yes. um does it, it needs to reach the gps yes. um so that they shift that mindset from saying you know you'll grow out of it mm. or you know it's just period pain or it's just period you know sorry it's you know it's related to your period cycle mm. um or is it directed at the young people and you know really it's multi-leveled mm. that you know people have to change their attitude it mm. is not acceptable for women to be losing a whole chunk of their lives yeah. because of something that's occurring cyclically you know if we take you back a hundred years ago You'd have been pregnant or breastfeeding most of the time. Mm. And so you would have missed out on your ovulation pain. Mm. You would have missed out yes. on your period migraines. Mm. And you would, you know, mind you, you'd have been at risk of dying with childbirth. Yes, but, yes. Um, <laughs> Just, <you know. laughs> but you wouldn't have had nearly as many episodes ah. because you would have been pregnant or breastfeeding most of the time. Yes. And so when people say to us, but it's not natural to not have periods and I'm sorry it's not natural to only have one or two children yes that's true right and it's not natural to have a hundred periods in your lifetime or 300 mm. periods in your lifetime nature yes. would have had us having 40 in our yeah. lifetime interesting with our listeners there's people that have small children with disabilities mm. and additional needs. There's people in their teenage years and there's people that have adults or there's adults with disabilities listening. What are some of the things that you can impart your wisdom to our people that are listening that um, to give them some information on where they can go to get some help? So I, I think if, if we go back to what we were just saying before, that I, much as we need to do the education to clinicians um i i think for people themselves to appreciate or parents to appreciate that that there are things that can be done so mm -hmm. if we're talking about menstrually related things mm -hmm. that as your child is beginning to go through pubertal changes and you're seeing things changing mm. then I would suggest keeping a bit of a diary and okay. keeping track of it in the sense that you know one one young woman who taught me a lot she had um had 
probably four or five admissions to the children's hospital with severe vomiting. Mm. And she would be in hospital for five or six or seven days mm. um, with a drip and every anti-vomiting mm. medication. Mm. And then she'd get better and she'd go home. And then she'd come back in four or five weeks later. Mm. And the mum said, look, it's happening every four to five weeks. Mm. And she seems to get acne before each episode. Now, this girl did not yet have periods. But mum noted that her skin was also getting greasy and Uh. acne and then the vomiting would start and then they'd be in hospital. And so I said, and mum insisted on, surely this is hormonal. And so this young girl came to see me and I said, well, look, it could be because we know that 40% of teenagers with their, if they're getting period pain, will get, um, nausea and we know that 30% may vomit and or get diarrhea. Mm. And so, look, it could be this cycling beginning to happen. Why don't you give us some not constan or neurofin, you know, mm. non-steroidal when you see the pimples appear? Mm. Mm. And so mum did that next month and it didn't happen. Oh, right. so that might have been random luck. Yeah. So the next you know, four or five weeks after that, mum was a bit, late in getting the non-steroidal mm. medications in and um, so that they were vomited up. And yep. so she took the young girl into the emergency department and they rung me and I said, give her a non-steroidal suppository. Mm. And she went home from the emergency department. Wow. Wow. So that was a mother observing skin changes yeah. plus a symptom occurring. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that I want to own everything that happens with teenagers because teenagers are allowed to get grumpy and moody yeah. and <laughs> difficult. Yep. But, you know, if seizures are beginning to happen or, you know, they're getting nauseous or getting mm. diarrhea, but mm. it happens every four to six or eight mm. weeks, remembering that the cycle can be irregular mm. when they first starting out. Mm. Um, and just... Make note of that clustering. You know, there are young women who or girls who you know, maybe had seizures when they were little and then it, they seem to have grown out of it or everything was very stable and then all of a sudden breasts are beginning and seizures are completely out of control. But they're out of control for one week in every four to six yeah. weeks. I'm sorry, I'll own that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so it's looking for cyclic things. And so for parents of young girls to be looking for cyclic things as hormones are beginning to kick in is the clue to say, I want to see a paediatric adolescent gynaecologist. Now, there are increasing numbers of us around Australia so that now there is somebody, there's somebody providing adolescent gynae services in every state territory of Australia. Certainly in Victoria, we've got somebody down at Frankston, somebody in Sunshine and us here at the Children's and the people who work in Frankston and Sunshine also work with us here. So, Mm. um, oh, and sorry, in Monash. So, you know, it's a it's a growing recognised subspecialty of gynaecology um, have we got the message through to all our gynaecology adult colleagues? And the answer is no, not yet. Yeah. We're working on it. We're trying. So clearly yeah. we've got much more work to do at an educational level amongst specialists mm. and we've got much more work to do amongst GPs, but we do do as much as we can. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, paediatricians as well. We're trying yes. to get the message through to them and, and you know, increasingly they're recognising it. Yes. Mm. Yes. Well, that's how I got to you. Yeah. And I think this is me as a non-doctor. It's so great when you don't know what to do with something and you can just palm it off to somebody else. And I don't mean palm it off, but like, oh, let's, let's send them to that person. Yes, yes. <laughs> because you do know. I love it when there's someone that knows more than me. So yes. all those doctors can go, here, off you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But your diary keeping and keeping track is really, really, mm. really important. Mm. And so that's... And, and so that extends then to parents, but then it begins to extend to the teenagers and to, to the adult women mm. to just recognise, oh, hang on a second, this cluster of things is happening together mm. um, and it's the cluster that enables us to say, well, and, you know, it's also if I'm going to start trying to do something to help, then I want to know, well, am I fixing 
all of your problems or which ones am I fixing, mm. which, you know, how much harder do I have to work to solve the problems? Mm. For me with a daughter with a hemiplegia and an intellectual disability, when she got her period, I was just thrown into how is she going to undo the pads? How is she going to manage all of that stuff? Mm. So um, we bought the book from the children's, a special book for special girls. Um, So we definitely read that together. I just think they need to do an update and add some period undies in there. Yeah, so they they do probably need to update that book because when that book was written a few years ago, period undies did yes, not exist. That's right. and, and yeah. Clearly, you know, they're great value and have made you know the life much easier for many, many young oh, women. Oh, life changing. And it, but even just the book is awesome. There's pictures of blood. Mm. There's pictures of pubic hair. Mm. There's all that sort of really basic stuff because I was really thrown when that happened. Mm, mm. Um, and even though I knew it was coming, yeah, <laughs> but it was confronting <laughs> as a mum, I suppose, then thinking, well, now it's up to me. I've got to go and buy all the pads again and how is she going to mm. manage this? Mm. Yeah. But I think period undies, um, like I use them. Yeah. Like I just think, and my children, the neurotypical use them and I just love the fact that there's this new generation coming up that just why would you have used a pad? Yeah. Like all those years of us hiding them, going to the Putting toilet. them in the brown paper bag. Uh, Mum oh. would give me the massive pad. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. No, nah, period undies are the best. And I know Modi Body has adaptable ones. So yes. they've got sides that open and, oh, game changers. Yep, definitely game changers. Mm. Although, you know, it is very interesting and it may not quite apply to this co- cohort of young women, but it's been fascinating to see the the young women who've chosen to use menstrual cups. Yes, oh, yes. I was yes. going to ask you about my that too. Yeah. My daughters do that as well. And, you know, some of them are doing it for green reasons, yes. you know, because but in the same way as body bodies can be, you know, those period undies mm. can be washed, you know, rather than all this throwaway stuff. Mm. It's a great idea. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, we've got a new puppy and she went running up the hall the other day and my daughter, who we call number one daughter, is like tearing after her. I'm like, what? She's got my menstrual cup. <laughs> <laughs> the puppy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, how funny. Oh. <laughs> Anyway. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Can you tell our people what are some of the things you can do to help adolescents with disabilities and additional needs? What is what are some of the things that you can suggest or do for our kids? From a period perspective, really the issues are very similar to anyone yep. else. Mm. You know, period pain is period pain is period pain. Yeah. And you know, starting point is non-steroidal medications are much better than paracetamol. Yep. yep. Now, if if that's not working or it's not enough and in the context of heavy periods, then there are medications called tranexamic acid which makes bleeding less. Now, those tablets I admit are quite big, but there's no reason why they can't be crushed. I gather they're a bit bitter in taste so there's nothing stopping you from putting it with honey. Right. So um, 
making periods lighter can often make them more manageable mm. and they can um, often make them less painful. Mm. Now, if you've and, – and trying to be active and things like hot water bottles, you know, hot water bottles do. They, yeah, they do. That's right. An effective role. Yes. But if somebody is still missing school and missing mm. activities, then – then I think we're allowed to move on to mm. what's our next range of options after we've thought about those lifestyle things and those simple approaches. Mm. And it does mean that our next line is to think about hormonal things. Mm. And certainly if I'm, if I'm also thinking about somebody who's getting seizures on a cyclic basis, mm. then I am going to be thinking, and yeah, sure, you can add another anticonvulsant, but you know, sometimes using a, a hormonal way has fewer side effects mm. and I also mean she can go swimming more often because yes. she's not having a period. Yes. And, you know, people, I've heard people grumble and say that, you know, we shouldn't be using things to fix periods um, and we certainly shouldn't use hormonal things to skip periods. Mm. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, I'm sorry, if you were the state champion swimmer, mm. nobody would stop you no. from, from taking the pill and skipping your periods. No. Well, if it's good enough for a state champion yes. swimmer to skip her periods, it is good enough for anyone. Yep. And, you know, don't tell me, don't tell me that the, you have to experience your periods to be, allowed to experience what being a woman's about being a woman is not about suffering in pain no being a woman is getting on and doing all the wonderful things that you know we want to do and so there are there are people out there who say it's natural yep I'm sorry it's natural to have 15 kids and breastfeed (laughs) and that's right periods it's so true so so Often the next line beyond the simple approaches we've already mentioned, so lifestyle things, hot water bottles, non-steroidals, making periods lighter with tranexamic acid, then we're starting to think about hormonal things and people say, well, you can get side effects. Yes, that's true, you can get side effects. But tell me, when you walk down the shampoo aisle and you choose a shampoo, can you promise to me that the first shampoo in the nicest coloured bottle or with the nicest smell or the nicest name, whether that's going to make your hair frizzy or whether it's not actually going to do the job or your hair feels really dry afterwards or so when you try a shampoo Mm. and you think, oh, yuck, Mm, I don't like this one, what do you do? You You go back and get another one. one. Mm. Yeah. So if a pill does not suit, now what do I mean by not suit? Well, it might mean that it's it's not um, it's not fixing the periods well enough. Um, remember that all pill doses are the lowest possible level of hormones to stop a pregnancy, right? Which is fine, but if I'm actually fixing a problem, mm. then I might need a slightly higher dose. You know. Mm. Not all diabetics have the same dose of no. insulin. Yeah. Not all people with seizures have the same dose of anticonvulsants. True. So not all people who need period problems mm. fixed are going to need the same dose. Mm. So if I'm not fixing the problem, then maybe I have to try something else. If I'm causing splitting headaches, mm. um, then I have to stop and reconsider mm. and change my approach. Um if I'm making somebody grumpy or sad mm. or more anxious, that I'm on the wrong pill and mm. I've got to swap pills. Mm. So it's a trial and error basis, just like choosing your shampoo. And and also don't forget with your shampoo, you might use it successfully for a few years and then decide, oh, it actually doesn't suit my hair any longer. Yeah. Now, is that because they sh- change the shampoo or is your hair changed? Yeah, so, interesting. Certainly our bodies change with time and sometimes, you know, sometimes people are on the same pill for 20 years but mm. sometimes people after five years say, you know what, I I don't feel right and I want to try something. Mm. Well, that's fine. So pills often a next step. People who are on anticonvulsants often need to be on a slightly stronger pill because the anticonvulsants make their liver chew up the pill faster. Ah. Right. And so you need a slightly higher dose. Um, now, if we're not winning or it's too difficult to get the tablets in, then we might well 
talk about a marina. So mm-hmm. that's the hormonal thing inside the uterus. Mm-hmm. I got um, one of them. I'm, I'm not <laughs> I love an enthusiast. Sorry? I love it. I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a lot of people with them. I, I would, I would, um, I think I would dare to say that probably half the female obs and gani people around town mm. um, have got them in. You know, yeah. they they're they're very effective for the majority of people. There's always somebody. Of course, something doesn't suit. Mm. Um, so marinas are great if getting tablets in every day, or remembering to tab- take tablets every day, is a problem. Mm. The marina is going to stop. The pu- it's going to do the things that are related to the uterus. So it's going to vastly reduce the bleeding. It doesn't guarantee no bleeding, mm. but it, it's vastly less bleeding. Um, and it, for most people, is very effective at reducing period-related pain. Mm. Now, it's probably not as, well, it's not as good if you're getting seizures mm. with your periods because that's probably coming from your ovary hormones yeah. rather than from right. the uterus that's driving that. So we do have to think about what's the problem we're trying to fix. Mm. Mm. Okay, interesting. Um, now, now, another long-acting thing that people sometimes wonder about is the implanon, mm. the thing, the rod that goes in your arm. Yeah. 10% of women with an implanon have no bleeding. Mm. But that leaves 90% with bleeding. Yeah. And for 30 to 40%, that means irregular bleeding. Mm. And for many people with a disability, the irregularity is actually more problem. Mm. Yes. And the remaining 50% still have periods that might be a bit lighter but are actually much the same. Mm. So implanon's not my choice for fixing a period problem. Great contraception, not arguing with that, but not a period problem fixer. And then there's Depo and Depo Provera, the injection every, you know, 10 to 13 weeks yeah. is in some women really good. Mm. Yeah. So, again, if the young person can't stand needles, then it's not a great idea. Yes, yes. And I personally would usually start somebody on the tablets and do that for two or three weeks to make sure that they haven't got side effects because if I give them an injection, mm. they've got it for the next yes. three months and if they don't like it, then I'm I'm a bad person. Yes. <laughs> and I don't like being responsible for a problem for three months. Yeah, whereas if you want to be the hero. The tablets, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the so Mirena, I, I would, do you do that under an anaesthetic? Yeah, we do that under an anaesthetic for young people. Yes. Um, and you know, what's my lower limit? Well, if you're having periods and that tells me your uterus is a reasonable size, so yeah, if okay. somebody's menstruating, um, we can put in a marina under anaesthetic mm. and we've been doing that for well, 20 years. Yeah. We've been using marinas here at the Children's Hospital and we've done follow-up studies uh, looking at the impact of marinas, and particularly in the dis- population of young women with disabilities, and you know, people, we were, we were actually thrilled with the responses because you know, ninety-five percent reported they were very, very happy with them. Mm. But um, the comments we got some sort of extra spontaneous comments that were, it's added dignity to my daughter. You oh. know, it's just meant fewer carers have to be involved yes. in, you know changing menstrual pads and stuff um and so i hadn't i hadn't been expecting that Mm. comment and and it was just lovely lovely to hear that we were adding dignity oh that just makes me want to cry yeah beautiful goodness yeah yeah and dignity giving people the chance to have dignity is something that we obviously all want to do to young people so you know wonderful oh Mm. Mm. yeah just amazing the Myrena, I reckon, because you can, if you want to have a baby, you can whip it out and then you can get pregnant and then you can pop it back in at your six week checkup. And, yep. you know, yeah, I've mm. been having them for 20 years, I reckon. Mm. I love it. And I've had <laughs> three kids in the time yeah, that I've had right. them. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was an excellent explanation. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Thank you. And um, we have um, lots of lovely parents listening whose children are transgender. Um, and so they come through your clinic too? Yes, many of them do. We've, we've tried to teach 
the the um, the main gender team um, the 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 basics on fixing period related problems because having periods for somebody who's a trans man is obviously can be very traumatic. Yes. So um, and using estrogen is clearly not something they're comfortable with, mm. but we can usually stop periods with just straight progesterone. Mm. And, you know, occasionally we put Mirenas in in that population as well. Mm. So there are a number of different things that we can do to make sure that periods are not an issue. Mm. Um, but then we also see the trans um, people who have pain issues mm. and we also have discussions with many of them about fertility-related re- issues because there's questions which we can answer mm. and reassure people about with regard to some of the medications they're going to use. Yes. You know, if you go on the puberty blockers, they're completely reversible, so not fussed about them, but people feel anxious. Yeah. So we can reassure them. And then, you know, what's the effect of of testosterone on ovaries? Mm. You know, can you stop testosterone and then carry a pregnancy? Uh, release an egg and the answer is yes it's been done you know numerous times now there have been trans men who've carried pregnancies wow um trans men need to be careful that they need contraception um Mm. still because testosterone is not guaranteed to be contraceptive right um and likewise you know if somebody's um been on estrogen Mm. if they stop the estrogen you know testes will wake up again Mm, okay. So, um, yeah, so they're the sorts of conversations we're having with the trans population, mm. um, as well as talking about sexuality and the different ways that one can enjoy mm. sexual relationships. Yeah. And you know, there's no rules about how we can, no. the different ways that we can enjoy our sexuality and who we have sex with, as long as it's in a positive relationship, mm. is really what, you know, we all want. Yep. Um, people to be having positive relationships right. and not abusive relationships. Yes, exactly. Mm. Mm, you've got a very interesting job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's an interesting job. I'm, I have been known to say, you know, why do a boring job when you can do an interesting well, one? That's so true. I'm, I could be at I'm home doing the, the washing, one. so here I am. <laughs> And how many um, gynaecologists do you have at the Royal Children's? Um, We've we've trained people now who are in Malaysia. We've trained people who are now in Canada. Mm. Um, There are four, five five of us at the moment here. Um, So, yeah, there's... Somebody out, also in some, you know, we've got one or two off on maternity leave at the moment. Right. They're going to come back, and right. so. And what about on a world scale? How do you work with other hospitals? Do you talk to other professors in a similar position as you? Um, well, up until a year or so ago, <laughs> I was I was actually president of the World Pediatric oh. Adolescent Gynaecology. Federation. Wow. Kate and I have our mouth open. We think that's an award. Yeah, I think that's an award. (laughs) President of the world. (laughs) Yeah. And then and uh, even I think I'm even more proud of the fact that we ran, for the first time, Australia actually ran uh, the World Congress, which in paediatric and adolescent dining, which only happens every Three years. That was held in Melbourne at right. the end of 2019, just before all the just COVID started. Oh, yeah. yes. And, you know, it was an absolutely fantastic, you know, I, the team of people who helped put this together, and we just had a really good, um, really, really good Congress. Um, and one of the things that we did, which we've, which we'd been really determined to do right from the word go on, that was we wanted young people, young women to be part of the Congress. And mm. so we had somebody who's born without a uterus right. talking at the Congress. Mm. Um, we had, we in fact had a 12, 13-year-old doing one of the opening addresses about the impact of climate change oh. on oh, her and why it was so important for us as, you know, clinicians, doctors, thinking about young people to be thinking about climate change. So yeah. we made it, you know, we we weren't just interested in talking about uncommon conditions mm. in an ivory tower manner. We were really keen to make this a 
you know, arms open to the world and to all the issues confronting young people and to have them as part of the Congress. So mm. it was, you know, it was a fantastic event. That sounds so impressive. Yeah, it really does. And to have, I think for so long, and I know we're talking about a while ago, but women weren't even allowed to be involved in the conversation about women's health. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm a middle-aged woman, but I remember when I had my first children, there were very few female gynies. They were all men. And how that's flipped in the time, you know, my lifetime. Yes, absolutely. My mum loves to tell the story of when she was pregnant with me, so 1976, and the doctor called her the wrong name all the time and she just said, okay. (laughs) She was 21, you know, and (sighs) there's just this man at Box Hill Hospital and he just kept calling her the wrong name. And And she just just said, okay, well, she didn't know that she could say, excuse me, you're calling me the wrong name. I know, because such pedestals the specialist was. And, I mean, fair enough, they've done a lot of study, but still they're people. yeah. Yeah. I remember when I called my gynecologist by his first name and my mum was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, well, that's what he introduced himself as. <laughs> Absolutely. And as I said at the beginning, you know, if you call me anything else, I'll be looking over my shoulder wondering <laughs> yes. who you're talking oh. to. You know, everyone calls me by my first name. Oh. And, you know, although it's interesting when, I, when I'm when i working with or I, I go to Malaysia sometimes or other places to do a bit of work and, you know, they, they really struggle yes. to, um, you know, even even the gynecologists who work with me who I've known for 10 years now, you know, they still want to have formality. Yes. <laughs> I understand that. So it's like when cultural. you finish school and the teacher's like, call me Bob, and you're like, no. Or an uncle. Yes, call me yeah. by my first name. I'm like, no, no, that's not who you are. I get it. <laughs> what do you think is in the future for gynecology? Is there things that we don't know that people are talking about or? Um, look, I, uh, there's an interesting um, issue that's grumbling around in the background, um, which I, I think is an area where there's going to be significant change. And it does relate to the period pain mm. question. And uh, the, the analogy I, and so many young women feel that if they happen to mention to someone, mm. their GP or that they've got period pain, the chances that they'll be told, you know, they're there, you'll grow out of it, mm. you know, put up with it, that's what periods are like. Mm. Um, and then, you know, eight, ten years later, they end up with a laparoscopy mm, and, and right. they're told they've got a spot of endometriosis. Mm. But the problem with that is that, all the evidence says that the if I took 10 women who had identical pain histories and I laparoscoped, so I stuck a telescope inside mm. and had a look, that three or five or maybe up to five of them would have a few spots of endometriosis. Wow. So I'm going to tell them, oh, you poor soul, you've got endometriosis, that's dreadful, that was the cause of all your pain. And mm. what am I supposed to tell the other five? Yeah. Get lost, you're making it up? Mm. Yeah. That, given that their stories were identical. Yes. And if you follow the if if you follow all of those women and ask what happens in the long term, we know that women who have endometriosis and even have it all chopped out, mm. that in six, 12, 18 months' time, they're going to have their pain back again Mm. and then they might be having a second laparoscopy. And Mm. so there are women who've had 10 and, dare I say, 15 laparoscopies and really what they needed was treatment management of their pain Mm. and not another operation. Mm, And so for me I think one of the really challenging areas is again getting that message through that you know we don't have to put up with pain we Mm. have to manage it better Mm. but we have to manage the symptoms we don't need an operation Mm. and and one of the problems is you know if you told me now you had a headache I'd just say go and take some Panadol now it could be a splitting headache Mm. 
But the attitude towards a headache is take some Panadol. Yeah. Now, if you told me that you had a migraine, I'd say, oh, do you need a medical certificate? Have you got some anti-vomiting yeah. stuff? Do you want me to turn the lights off? Do you need yes. a day off work? Yes. So they're both horrible headaches, yes. but one of them has earned you yes. a whole mountain of sympathy mm. and the other one's, oh, take some Panadol. Mm. And I think we do that with period pain I and we so. say, oh, go and take some Nurofen. Mm, yeah. And endometriosis, we say, oh, my God, you poor soul. Yeah. Whereas it's not the endometriosis, it's the symptoms that need treating. Oh, and we wow. know that, we know that in, in, in fact, if you chop off the tiny wee, you know, and they can be the size of a grain of sand. Mm. You know, if you chop that off, it's not the solution. Mm. Wow. And you know, there are enough studies to tell us that it's not the solution. And yet, you know, there's a it's like a freeway mm. that's heading towards surgery. And it's a bit like how we've changed our attitude to you know, arthroscopies, having a look inside joints yep, and washing yep. them out. And now everyone's saying, well, you know, if you actually went to the physiotherapist, <laughs> you'd be as good yeah. and you yeah. need to have the operation. Right. And so gynecologists are a little bit behind in terms mm. of that road. And so if you're asking me to look into the future in gynecology, mm. I'm hoping that in five years' time we'll be offering women who are suffering in pain better care mm. and not just offering them an operation. Right, yeah. We we know that of women who present, you know, we I've I've done studies both way rounds, looking at the symptoms, but also looking at of women who have endometriosis found, how did they present? And less than half of them presented with any pain. Half of them presented with infertility and half, you know, some yes. so it's it's not pain you know don't tell me because you've got horrible pain that therefore you need an operation ah. you're telling me you've got horrible pain you need me to fix your pain yes you don't need me to necessarily because the study we've just done at mercy um 30 percent of women who had a laparoscopy at two years actually had worse oh, pain no. after their surgery mm. oh no so so yeah. you're Wow. You're asking me, yeah. somebody who's interested in young women, somebody who's interested in ensuring that young women are healthy into the future mm. and that have their fertility into the future and I have an interest in pain. So you asked me the question, where, where are we going to be in five years' time? I have my fingers crossed mm. that we'll be managing young women's pain and menstrual symptoms better than we do at oh, home. Oh, that's amazing. I suppose the question that's in my mind is what about our nonverbal women amongst our you know i think this the the same principle mm. applies and if a non-verbal woman is clearly distressed mm. less able you know offer food you know whatever mm. the symptoms whatever the problem we can still interpret mm. that something is not happening yes. that's you know, it's not as good at that time. And yes. if that's with her menstrual cycle or it's halfway between her periods, then mm. I'm sorry, that's a problem I should be fixing. Uh -huh. Yeah, beautiful. Excellent. And if she's got really heavy periods, I mean, you know, having really heavy periods, you know, women are iron deficient, you know, they need to yeah. have that fixed because if you're iron deficient, you're tired and you're more headachy yes, and you've got energy. Right. I'm sorry. We've got too much to do in our life yeah, we to do. be it's running true, below Sonia. Par. Yeah, all of us. <laughs> Preach it. Yes. Yes. Yep. So true. Well, we could talk to you forever. <laughs> And you probably, really could, you probably have your own podcast. Yes. I did hear you were on the Royal Children's Hospital podcast. I listened to that episode. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. No, we should do some more. I keep – we did do a few Facebook Lives um, a few years ago and, you know, I have a I, – I happily talk about this stuff, as yes. you can tell. Yeah, I love it. Is there anything we've missed that you would love to tell our tribe of people? Um, no, you've probably heard enough from me today, but th they're allowed to let you know if there's something else we need to cover. Oh, okay, and I'll great. Come back again. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Will. We will, will do that. They will let us Definitely. know. Definitely. And the more conversation, the better. Yes, that's right. Because yeah. I felt lonely being a mum with a teenage yeah. daughter with multiple disabilities, and yeah. now I don't feel like that anymore. I feel yeah. like, oh, these are my people. Yep. And I can go to them. Yep. And then that, and then that boost of encouragement 
carries on in my parenting to my daughter. Mm. It's given mm. us empowerment. Well, just the thought that Good. you shouldn't be missing any activities. No, like, just to be told that. Why? Was, you shouldn't be missing school. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I know. No. It, it was almost like a, you know, and no offence to people who do this, but when they give birth and they don't want any pain relief, like this yeah. rite of passage. And I'm like, no, no, give me the pain relief yeah. because that's what it's for. Well, there's for. a whole. Yeah, the same with your period. But, I mean, that it is interesting, isn't it? But, you know, some people are lucky and they labour is yes. not as painful. Right. That's right. If, if you, but if you have horrible, horrible, horrible pain mm. and you're exhausted at the other end mm. of all of that, then mm. your capacity to breastfeed and you're exhausted and your breastfeeding's down and now you've got more problems. Yes. So, you know, don't we, we should be helping people rather than putting barriers in there. Definitely. Yes. And for our girls with physical and, disabilities and oh, there's so many lists, they've already got enough. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You just that's want to right. go to school without worrying about yeah, that. That's yeah, that's right. Oh, anyway. You've been amazing. Oh, Sonia, we love you. <laughs> Thank you for giving up your time. Thank you. The P-Tribe are going to love you. Watch yes. out. You're going to have a lot of referrals. <laughs> <laughs> but more topics, more topics to, to chat yes, about. Yes, no, we'll find out. Happy. Oh, we'll find out, definitely. Yep. Don't you worry. Yep. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank okay, you. see you. Thank you. Thank Thanks you so much, Sonia. See you. Bye. It's Kate here and there's no Mandy and that is because we are saving our voices this week and we're not doing a cry laugh difference because we are recording our audio book. So we thought that we should give our best voices to the audio book and you might be able to hear that mine's a little bit croaky because we've had a big couple of weeks doing our live shows and thank you to everybody who came. I also want to say Please rate and review. It helps us get up the charts and it makes such a difference to us and to everybody else who's hasn't listened yet. They'll see us. And the booklet is out in the wild. If you came to the live shows, you've seen it. Some pediatricians have already picked it up. So that support of money is going towards something really, really, really important now. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll be back with a cry laugh difference real soon. Um, and that's all. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 